All right. Let's do it. Oh, boy. We're going to listen to the theme song together. Hey, Gabe. Yeah. Didn't, I thought you told me something special about the show. The show? Yeah, this week. Oh, yeah. It's the most, it's the most listened to podcast. Wow. The most listened to podcast. Unbelievable. Without qualification. No. Yep. And somehow we got on Twitch? Yeah. We're the most popular uh, uh, Fortnite streamer on Twitch. Twitch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Roblox, too? No. Roblox? Just oh. the first one. Okay. Oh, right. Just yeah. the first Roblox. Welcome to the Glowing Hour. Hey. Okay. Thanks. This is a podcast for intelligent and slightly irresponsible families. I'm your host, Josh, and I'm joined by Caleb. Hi. And, and Gabe. Hi. And um, we have a lot to get to tonight. Not as much as last week. We're trying to keep it a little bit shorter than last week. Hey, guys. What? what? I bought Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I bought How Hogwarts Legacy last weekend, and I was playing it. I was, uh, you know, growing magical herbs oh. nice. and uh, making potions. So business as usual. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy is what? Uh, Hogwarts Legacy is a video game where you okay. get to live out your Harry Potter dreams nice. in Victorian England. Um, so I was playing the game, planting the herbs, making the potions. My son, my four-year-old son comes in and he goes, what you doing, dad? And I tell him, I'm planting magical herbs and making potions, son. <laughs> right? And then he goes, can you make guns in this game? <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, can you? You can't, okay, but it would be a better game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you could go from uh, making a, a Wiegenwald potion <laughs> over to assembling an M4 like Forrest Gump does in Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't use guns in this game, which is something I think they're pretty proud of. Mm -hmm. um, but what if you could make a gun? That would be cool. In yeah. Harry Potter. <laughs> you should be able to. I think I think it's, yeah, it's money on the table. I'm, I'm boycotting the game until yeah. you can make a gun. Well, <laughs> right, because there were a lot of people that wanted to boycott this game, but I thought it would be cool if they just were like, okay, we didn't do that stuff that you wanted, didn't want us to do, because it's very like woke. Mm -hmm. You can do all the different stuff, mm -hmm. be whatever you want to be, like a but, wizard or a right, witch. But you could make. What if you could also just make, make guns? guns? Yeah. That's good. My character's name is Lockheed Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My character's name is Glock. Yeah. Just assembling firearms in Victoria. I would go life. for more like industrial, like like war. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like heavy scale yeah. tanks. Yeah. Missiles. No, it's yeah, good. That's where it's that's where the money artillery. is. It is. Okay, guys. Thanks, Caleb. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Let's move on. To good news, bad news. Well, you got good news. I got bad news for you. Good news. Grandpa doesn't need his walker anymore. He doesn't need his... Bad news. He doesn't need his shirts or his pants or his watch, his glasses, his belt, his bank account, his car, his shoes, or really any of his possessions anymore either. Uh. <laughs> so what happened? 
Grandpa died. Okay. <laughs> Grandpa died. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah. He's not just like living a mon- monastic life. No, no, okay. no, no. He didn't like, yeah, he wasn't okay. inspired to be ascetic. Okay, you know? okay. Uh, bad news. You got a parking ticket. Good news. It's a ticket to the show Parking. <laughs> a, a Broadway musical about the life and times of a parking attendant named Jefferson Davis. <laughs> There's a scene where Jefferson Davis sings, I'm so tired of parking cars, but it's how I make my money. It's how I support my family. I guess I gotta park these cars. Maybe my son will grow up and park big trucks. I don't know. Maybe that's something he's interested in, and he could do that. I haven't asked him, but maybe it's something he would like to do. Is parking trucks more lucrative than parking cars? I don't know. I should probably look into that. I should probably talk to some people and find out more details. So that's the good news. That's the good news. Wow. Good news, you're in the mafia, and you get to be a guy who's actually tough, who kisses other men on the cheek. <laughs> Bad news, you accidentally kissed your Don, the boss of the family, on the mouth. <laughs> is um, that... What's up? So is that bad for you because the Don's going to be upset? Well, or is it bad for you because it's like it's kind of gross? Well, he, now he's texting you stuff like, "Listen, I know you're not into labels, but <laughs> I need to know what we are." Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good news: the gods have smiled upon you and have granted you great wealth, many beautiful wives, and an army the size of which strikes fear into the hearts of your enemies. Bad news: the gods still haven't gotten back to you about what you really wanted from them—a cure for hemorrhoids. <laughs> <laughs> you can have so yeah. much oh. and yet fall so mm. short. Absolutely. I mean, that's just yeah. That's why. That's why I write those. Yeah. <laughs> just to say something, a little something mm-hmm. about life. Yeah. No, I get it. You know. <laughs> okay. Good news. Now you know your dad can beat up Jimmy's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news, your dad is supposed to face Rufus' dad next in the Fighting Fathers tournament, and Rufus has obviously been giving his father steroids. (laughs) Sometimes you wish there was more oversight at the Fighting Fathers tournament. That's... um, They just don't have the... They don't have kind of the infrastructure to do the testing and... Right, right, right. And you think that maybe they kind of want it to happen, so there's a good show. It was a good performance. And I feel like if you name your kid Rufus, you're signing up to be, you know, injected with like HGH (laughs) and stuff, all sorts of crazy stuff. Rufus. Rufus is going to. Bad kid name, right? Rufus is going to maybe roofie you. Ooh, yeah. With steroids. Yeah. (laughs) Do people do that? Roidy. I think it's called Roidy. 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 Um, Bad news. You accidentally killed the king of the incels by knocking over his Xbox. (laughs) Good news. The incels used the same roles as the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. (laughs) So you are now the new king of the incels. (laughs) Yeah. 
The Santa. Okay, so what's incel? Uh, what, can you make a pun on claws like oh. Santa Claus? Like a name? Yeah. I think you should have done that before you Excel. made that comment. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, do you think we could all do this yeah. together? Okay. What if like we that. all do the, Let's all come yeah. up with the jokes together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Collaborate. Honestly, it might be better. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, maybe we can do that for next time because now it's time for parables. Grow, 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 parables. That's the parable song. Yeah. It's new. Yeah, it's brand new. Way back in the day, there was a normal tree. It was just like the ones we have today, only it was a little bit different. This tree was a magic tree. So it really wasn't a normal tree. It was actually nothing like the <laughs> trees we have today. Moral, don't trust everything you hear. <laughs> that, that's good. Just a nice reminder. It's right. a good reminder. Right, because you get in the store and you're like, okay, yeah. I'm, I believe this. You're hearing one thing. And then if you believe the whole thing, you can't believe the beginning. <laughs> right. right. That's just how it works. Right, yeah. So that's true. Okay, mm. I got Caleb, a parable. What you got? Yeah. Uh, there was once a woman who was so poor she owed some hobos roadkill. <laughs> <laughs> but one day she decided to turn things around. She started getting up early. She started bathing. She started not drinking until noon. And soon she got a job on a farm. She worked hard, tilling, planting, weeding, harvesting. She saved her money. She bought a bicycle. She started waking up earlier and delivering papers on top of farming, pedaling, throwing, breaking, pedaling. She saved her money. She bought a mop. She started mopping everything in sight. No one paid her for it, and most people resented her mopping. You see, she wasn't very good at mopping. She would mop some parts of the floor a lot, and other parts she wouldn't mop at all. Also, she didn't use water for her mopping. She used milk <laughs> and syrup. She even tried mopping grass once. Her mopping started to get in the way of the paper route and the farming. <laughs> Eventually, her friends had to throw her an intervention. The banner at the intervention read, please stopping mopping. So she decided to stopping mopping even though she loved it dearly. If no one is going to pay me for this, I guess it's not worth spending all my time doing it. That was what she said. <laughs> anyway, after she came to her senses about mopping, she decided to get rich. And she did. And she gave the hobo something better than roadkill. With her new established wealth, she commissioned some roadkill trophies for the hobos. <laughs> the moral is, roadkill trophies are expensive. <laughs> you have to you have to put in a lot of sweat and tears to get to get those roadkill trophies. Yeah. So she was mocking, mopping on spec. Yeah. She, spec she mopping. Was, she was spec mopping. She's going out trying yeah. to show people um I think partially it was like finally like she bought a bike, mm. right? And you, bikes are more expensive than mops mm. often. So, yeah. It was like and she had mop. maybe wanted to buy the mop, but she bought the bike instead, and then she decided to treat herself. Okay. <laughs> and bought the mop, and then the and then she was so excited about the mop. <laughs> she forgot about. Yeah. Well, you said she started mopping grass. Yeah, yeah. she started was mopping mm -hmm. grass, mm -hmm. 
and uh, just trying to show people what you could do with a mop. Right. Pushing the limits. It was kind of experimental, yeah. avant-garde. But mopping. one thing you can't do with a mop is make money, apparently. <laughs> right. Well, it's hard to if you're yeah. bad at it and you insist on yeah using milk and syrup. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that's true. Unless you're like mopping up um, breakfast off of a clean floor. Right. That Unless sounds good. You're like trying to make a floor tasty. Yeah. <laughs> one time, a guy got a credit card from an airline that he liked. He liked the planes they had. He liked the snacks they had. He liked the airline's logo. The credit card was great. It bought everything. The credit card was so good at buying things that eventually, <laughs> sorry, the guy just couldn't stop it from buying things. He ended up having to work overtime to pay for all the buying stuff that his credit card was doing. He came home one day and found out that the credit card had bought him a gift. It was a weighted blanket to help him get better sleep, and it was his favorite color, gray. The moral is, work hard, persevere, and your efforts will be rewarded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It it's uh, it's wild to think of a man whose favorite color is gray. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's kind of the craziest thing about that story. To In me. a way, it's kind of a braver choice, a more brave choice than like blue it's or brave. green. It's Everybody's favorite color is green. You know, it's famously Adam Duritz of The Counting Crows, 90s oh. alternative pop band, The Counting Crows, that is his favorite color. Is that a song? In Mr. Jones. Okay. Oh. His favorite color is gray. That's what he says. Well... Who am I to argue with Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows? I mean, That's who this story is about. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Did he go into... He, did, so did he end up being able to pay off his debt? That's not really the point of the story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he developed a very comfortable relationship with his yeah, credit card. Yeah. Okay. okay. Was it, what, did, it, did the blanket look like a big credit card? Um, that's also not really the point okay. of the story. I, pretty f I feel like all that you need to know is basically it's right included there. there, except I that it, it is Adam Duritz. Dur Dur <laughs> oh, right. Okay, so the one thing Josh yeah. contributes yeah. is right. I was able no. to uncover something. No, okay, because it was being accurate. perceptive. <laughs> okay. Right, okay. right. Okay. Um, guys, sometimes we like to look back at some of the greatest hits from last week. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's do that now. It's the beam stock because it's like futuristic. <laughs> Will anyone beams. purchase my magic beams? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got. I'll give you three magic beams. <laughs> yeah, it's a farmer with magic Mom. beams, which is Mom. cool enough already. But Look, it's very good. I went to the market and got these magic beams. <laughs> what is a beam stock? Is cool. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? Yeah. <laughs> we got to kind of think back to last week yeah. when we, t we were talking about Jack and the Beanstalk, and then it became the Beanstalk. And well, was cool. it did inspire something. I think oh, really? right after that happened, I, I, or like live, I mentioned that we were going to work on the uh, story of Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, yeah. I did. did I don't know if you guys did, but. That's really? Um, yeah, and I, I actually just wrote like a prologue to this story. Um, okay, hold on a second. Is this your... This is Gloman's of the week. Are you... This, I, is, your, this is your Gloman. I just nixed it. I just went, I just went for Jack and the okay. Beanstalk. Tell so. me your Gloman's of the week. Um, and this is the prologue for Jack and the Beanstalk, which is Jack and the Beanstalk in the future. Okay. 
Is that my fourth or fifth drink, Jack wondered as he stumbled through the writhing crowd. On any normal night, he would have avoided this type of joint, but truth be told, this was not a normal night. This was a terrible night, or was it? The flashing lights and dancing bodies swirled around him, creating an effect nearly as intoxicating as the half-dozen spiked future juices, that's what they call White Claws in the future, <laughs> that he had drank that night. A little self-medication in an attempt to ease the pain of, his, of this evening's massive betting losses. Jack, you stupid dummy, he thought to himself. Why do you always have to go for David when Goliath's a better bet? He lurched to a corner and began to consider swearing off boys' daddies fighting bets all together. Almost all the space money I made for my 18-month space gold mining contract down the drain. And for what? Just so, I could get, just so I could bet on some boys making their dads fight each other? He yelled at himself in an expository rage. <laughs> Thoughts of suicide commingled with the dreams of another drink. And what's that? His space phone buzzed and flitted with light. A space phone message from Cam Captain Jacques about another pile of space money from a lucrative but dangerous and lengthy space gold mining contract. He couldn't make up his mind between suicide and that. Um, his eyes fell on the dance floor before him, searching for some sense to be made from the mass of squirming bodies when suddenly a face stuck out in the crowd. It was beautiful Jacqueline, a gal he had been sweet on for so many years in his youth. He, uh, she had really grown into a woman, a woman that Jack was thinking certain thoughts about in this moment. Just as one or two of those thoughts were becoming really specific in Jack's head, she lifted her eyes to make eye contact with Jack's eyes. Time stood still, or maybe time was kneeling, sitting down or lounging. Jack and Jacqueline did not care at all about what time was doing just then because they were looking at each other and they rather liked it. Jacqueline glided off the dance floor to Jack's corner refuge. Jack, is that you? You look so much older than when we were at school. Stronger, too. Well, Jack said, mining space gold will do that to a guy. He leaned in close to Jacqueline and whispered, it does one or two other things also. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, said Jacqueline with a smile, but ultimately confused. I don't know, said Jack with conviction. <laughs> <laughs> Jacqueline believed that <laughs> Sorry. Jacqueline believed that he didn't know. <laughs> Jack followed that with dance with me, and before the words were out of his mouth, Jacqueline's hand was in his hand and they were headed for the dance floor. The DJ was finally playing something decent, or was it that Jack had found someone to enjoy the music with? Either way, Jack was enjoying himself thoroughly. All his problems seemed to melt away as the song played and he and Jacqueline got closer to each other. They danced themselves sober. The DJ was packing up his gear. The club was empty, and they were still dancing, at least for another five minutes or so until the owner came out and said they had to leave. They obliged, but they couldn't bear parting, so they found a booth at a 24-hour diner and ordered a whole stack of future jacks, that's what pancakes are called in the future, and fell into deep conversation. Everything just made sense to them while they were together. It was perfect. They never wanted to be apart. Finally, as the sun rose, Jack and Jacqueline made their way to Jacqueline's place where outside their, her door they kissed. And right after that, Jack asked her to marry him by saying, will you marry me? And Jacqueline agreed to marry him by saying yes. They decided to leave right away and find the nearest priest bot that could perform the ceremony. Luckily, there was an older model puttering away just around the corner and he had just enough charge to hitch the two young lovers. 
They had no money for a honeymoon, so their only option was to go back to Jacqueline's and get this marriage consummated. And consummated their marriage was. A few hours later, Jack woke up hungry. He went downstairs and decided to cook up a couple of future steaks. That's what they call cheeseburgers in the future. As he was cooking, he thought about his prospects. Did he have any? He couldn't bear to leave Jacqueline for an 18-month space gold mining contract unless it was for at least, the, at least triple the amount he made last time. Just then, his space phone lit up again. Another message from Captain Jacques. We leave in six hours, and I need you on this mining mission. Very dangerous. We'll triple the pay from your last contract. Jack paused for a moment. I'm in, he sent back. Jacqueline appeared in the kitchen doorway. Who was that, she asked. I have bad news. I have to leave, Jack said. He packed up his things, and they headed to the spaceship port. (laughs) (laughs) Through tears, they said their goodbyes. Jacqueline understood and was looking forward to having all that awesome money, but she was still pretty upset about her husband of 12 hours leaving for a year and a half. So suddenly, she waved to the ship as it made its way up, 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 way up, up into space. (laughs) Nine months later, Jacqueline placed the last onesie from the basket in the drawer and slid it closed. With a big sigh, she picked up the laundry basket before taking a look around the nursery. Just then, the baby in her womb kicked her, And then she felt a buzz coming from her pocket. A message from Jack, she thought. Excitedly, she opened her space phone. There was a message, but not from Jack. It read, huge explosion. Jack is dead, and it was his fault, so no insurance money for you. (laughs) Signed, Captain Jacques. From the shock in that instant, Jacqueline went straight into labor. She called the hospital, and they sent over a couple of robo-medics to handle the delivery. They did so wonderfully, and at the end of the ordeal, they announced to her that she was the mother of a baby boy. What will the boy's name be? One of the robo-medics asked. Jacqueline held back tears as she announced, Jack. His name is Jack. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, the title of the movie or whatever, you know, book. The title of the book is there. Jack and the Beamstock. Thanks for bearing with me on that one, guys. No problem. Wow. So space gold. Space gold. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what they call gold in the future. Or it's a different thing. different thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I would have included that. Yeah, I thought maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So, okay. So where do we go from here? Is this Jack right. the Jack of the story? That's that's kind of what I was setting up. That's what I was trying to you know this suggest. New Jack. Yeah. Yeah. This new Jack is yeah. the Jack. It's a good right. question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so crazy. Really? I have done something similar. Like the prologue? Not a prologue. Oh, okay. But I've written... You wrote some of the Jack and the Beanstalk story. I wrote a Jack story. and the Beanstalk treatment. Okay. One let's, scene. Okay, oh, one let's hear scene. it. One I'd scene. love to hear it. You want to hear it? Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah! Okay. All right, here it is. Black screen. Off screen. Curse those beams. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for those dratted magic beams. The screen is still completely black. (laughs) We hear the sounds of struggle, and the audience is invited to imagine Jack struggling to lift the lid of the giant's AirPod case he's hiding in. (laughs) After several minutes of a completely black screen and the sounds of struggling and straining... Jack defeats the pull of the magnetic lid 
Light streams in over the edge of the lip of the AirPod case, illuminating Jack's face as he peeks out. Jack to himself. Just a little longer. I have to make absolutely sure the coast is, like a nice day, clear. I'll just sit in here and reminisce for a bit. Jack carefully lowers the AirPod case lid, muffling the signature click sound it makes when it closes. The scene goes completely black. (laughs) But the audience is invited to imagine Jack. (laughs) The audience is invited to imagine Jack taking a seat in one of the giant AirPod holders and closing his eyes. Ripple dissolve with harp music. Jack is standing beside President Joe Rogan as they pose for a photo after signing into law the Fighting Fathers Act. It's no longer a social taboo for a son to volunteer his father for a cage match against another boy's father. In fact, if a son makes a verbal agreement of that sort, it's legally binding on behalf of the son and the father. Justice! Finally! (laughs) Ripple dissolve with heart music. Jack is cheering his father on at the octagon. Jack's father is 6'5 and weighs 90 pounds. (laughs) We hear a thunderous smack and see Jack stop cheering and the color drain out of his face. (laughs) Ripple dissolve with harp music. Jack is sobbing and kneeling in the center of the octagon, holding a single tooth in his hand. (laughs) The only thing left of his father. (laughs) Ripple dissolve with harp music. Through a series of scenes where Jack uses an absurdly long pointer to point to diagrams on poster boards displayed like evidence to a courtroom of people, Jack makes the case that even though he lost his father to the Fighting Fathers Act, it's still a good thing that he agrees with. (laughs) Sorry, it's still a good thing that he agrees with. But Jack has to admit, now he has to find a way to support his mother. Ripple dissolved to present a completely black screen. Jack mumbling as he stirs from his reminiscence. Beams, beams, the musical flute. The screen is still completely back, but the audience is still invited to imagine Jack waiting inside the giant <laughs> AirPod case. We listen for several more on-screen minutes while we hear what we can only imagine. <laughs> is Jack working hard to defeat the magnetic pull of the case lid once again? He does it. Jack peeks over the lip of the case once more. The coast is like a na- nice day clear. Jack slowly and quietly navigates the lip of the case, giant stethoscope in tow. As he attempts to gently close the AirPod case lid, we hear a click as the AirPod case magnet snaps the lid shut suddenly. The click echoes in the halls of the giant's long-term Airbnb. (laughs) Jack freezes in place He slowly turns and raises his head as the camera zooms in on his face. An expression of the utmost fear is plastered to his face. 
Jack's eyes look this way, and Jack's eyes look that way. Jack makes a hard swallow. Then we hear it. We hear a big sniff. We hear a big, <laughs> giant sniff. It's like a big, giant. It's taking a big, giant <laughs> sniff. Jack attempts to dart away from the AirPod case, but we see his giant stethoscope straining at his neck. The giant stethoscope is stuck in the AirPod case. <laughs> is that it? Yeah, I have That's an idea yeah. here for what could happen next, okay. but I was wondering what you guys... Should so I far, share what I... Should I share? Yeah, so far what you guys think. I think it's great. I think you've okay. done a great job of telling and not showing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like I thought I wouldn't show too much. Too much. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that way it's like cuts down on production cost. Mm -hmm. Totally. Also, everyone can imagine what it could right. be like for them <laughs> themselves. Yeah. That's a way that you can really engage <laughs> yeah. a viewer or a listener. Yeah, well, if it's just sounds yeah. kind of happening and it's a black screen, yeah. then like tons of things could be happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anything. Yeah. Anything yeah. you can imagine. Yep. And it's you're invited to. You're invited to. Frequently. It. You are. You are. Um, okay, here was my idea. Jack go back in AirPod case. Giant put Jack in here, and Jack has to sing a song to pretend to be AirPods. <laughs> That's really good. That's good. That's really good. Should I write that part down? Yeah, yeah, yeah write it you down. should write it. Um, okay, thank you. It's kind of a little awkward because I've done kind of the same thing. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I also uh, was just inspired by kind of what you guys were riffing on yeah. there. And um, so Mike Lomont is instead a scene from a movie called Jack and the Beanstalk. <laughs> um, this is a scene after Jack has killed the giant's brother during a meeting. <laughs> He had a futuristic version of a PowerPoint called The Laser Show. <laughs> and you can embed all kinds of stuff in these slides. So he embedded a portal to hell and pushed the giant into the portal. <laughs> set the giant to hell. So the main bad giant's name is Brandon. <laughs> that was Brandon's brother, condemned to everlasting torment. So Brandon is hunting Jack down to get revenge. Jack has to flee and live in the middle of nowhere and wait for the heat to die down. And he meets a very beautiful young lady, and one thing leads to another, and they get married. They don't call it getting married. They call it merging user profiles. <laughs> Her name is Ethereum Coinbase. <laughs> but let's jump back to when he meets her. She's working on a server farm growing fresh servers. And he's just kind of wandering around, and then he sees her and uh, sees that he, she dropped her laser rake, and he goes over and picks it up and hands it to her. Jack, hi, looks like you dropped this. Ethereum. Oh, thanks. Jack. <laughs> I'm sorry. Jack, are you pregnant? <laughs> Ethereum. She blushes, but in a flirty way. Um, no, I'm not. Jack. Well, you look pregnant. <laughs> Ethereum plays with a strand of hair in a flirty way. Thank you. So I thought this was kind of interesting. <laughs> This is set of the future. There are good things and bad things about kind of the way society has gone. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, there aren't that many bad things. Pretty much the bad things have to do with the giants. But one of the really good things is that it's not bad to always ask women if they're pregnant. It's a very advanced society. They've decided that that's okay and that it's polite to do. 
like in this universe, your wife wouldn't say things like, can you please never ask anyone if they're pregnant again? <laughs> that wouldn't happen. Okay. <laughs> Let's go on to the next uh, Gloman of the Week. And this is a user, or user, listener. <laughs> a user, user, yeah. You guys, you guys are users. users. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have you use the podcast. Yeah, I love when people use our podcast. Really grateful. Um, uh, this is from Joy, who is a listener um, that many of you will know. Okay. My Gloman of the Week. I've come to the realization that my kids might like dogs too much. It might be dangerous. They are so intense about petting every dog that passes our house. People have started to change their walking route. There is a particular lady that we have not seen in a long, long while, and it's a little awkward because she lives on our street. But today I think I realized why. A while ago we were at the park and I'd just given my son a talking to and asked him not to talk to strangers or pet their dogs. My son, who wasn't going to let anything come between him and petting dogs, then went up to every person at the park with a dog and asked for their name, number, and address so he could tell me who they were and then they wouldn't be strangers anymore. He, um, no one gave them uh, their phone numbers or their names. On our way home, there was a woman outside her house letting her dog do its business and my son ran ahead to pet this dog. I started walking faster to catch up and as I got a little closer, my son yelled very loudly down the street, Hey, Mom! She just lives down the road from us. Maybe she can be your friend. <laughs> he said it in a way that made me sound like the most lonely, pathetic mom on the block. I didn't know whether or not to make eye contact with my possible future friend, but I looked up. I smiled at her. She nodded and smiled back, but with a smile that said, there was no way I will be your friend. <laughs> so we walked home, and I haven't seen her since, and I still don't know if she likes me. <laughs> I never wanted to pet dogs like that. No. That's something foreign no. to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like think I just had a lot of dogs around. Yeah. There was no, no scarcity of dogs. I, I feel no need to pet another like like somebody just out in the world pet their dog. No. I don't want to do it. You can't make me. No. You guys cannot make <laughs> Stop me. Stop demanding that from <laughs> us. Um but that is yeah, dude, that's what a classic kind of kid thing. Oh, we'll just get the information. Yeah. Now we know yeah. them. Now we're, we're all not good. strangers. Now we can pet all the dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would never, that would never have occurred to me as a child to go around and gather addresses of adults. No. <laughs> in order to, to prove that they were no longer strangers. I know. It's a, it's a different mindset. It is a different mindset. And it's not, that's a good mindset. It's a good mindset. Gathering information mm -hmm. about your neighbors, it's that's not, a good mindset. Not being okay. critical. Yeah. <laughs> I was also wondering <clears throat> what kind of business that dog was up to, if it was stocks or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. or Is what. Is this dog doing E-Trade mm -hmm. on the front lawn? Yep. Some kind of trade. Could be. Could be. Okay, we have another listener submitted. Gloment. This one from Jed. Oh, oh, and I should, sorry, I should mention that we had to, Jed just wrote it in. One of us would be reading it anyway, so we thought we'd hire a voice actor to do it, so uh, we got Elliot to do it. Okay, really quick. I also wanted to mention Joy has her own podcast. Oh, yeah. She does a podcast called Joy Does Impressions, where she has guests, she s figures out like three impressions uh -huh. that she's going to do, and then she has guests on over the phone, and they have to guess through the garbled uh, telephone 
uh, what her impression is. <laughs> and it's, it's very, very difficult. Caleb's very bitter about it. And if Caleb's you listen bitter. back, you will realize how much of an idiot you are mm. uh, with your guesses because she does good She does good work. Yeah. But sometimes over the phone, it's difficult. It's hard to it's tell. It's difficult. But it's a great podcast, and you should check it out. Joy does impressions. Very good. So check it out. Okay, now we'll listen to Elliot read Jed's Gloment. Hey, guys. I have a Gloment of the week to share. My brother works at a local bakery and often brings us home free, slightly expired goodies. One morning, I found some cinnamon rolls on our counter and excitedly helped myself to one. It felt cold and brick-like. So I put it in the microwave, expecting 30 seconds would be enough to restore its squishiness. 30 seconds pass. And the dough still feels tough, so I give it another 15 seconds. Disappointed, the dough is still tough and the frosting is now burnt. Reminding myself that these were slightly expired cinnamon rolls, I began to eat it anyway. The dough felt like cardboard and the crystallized frosting burnt my tongue. I began walking towards the kitchen trash can, balancing the paper plate in one hand and continuing to aggressively fork the slightly expired cinnamon roll with my other. I asked myself, could this be any worse? Just then, one of my aggressive fork stabs flips my plate, sending the slightly expired cinnamon roll frosting first onto my pants and then sliding down to the floor <laughs> as I inspect the dog hair frosted slightly expired cinnamon roll I once again ask now truly curious could this be any worse I tasted it <laughs> and no it could not be any worse Was that last part the gloaming? It was, I think it was an, just inspired by. No, oh. I was making a song about cinnamon rolls and then dad sent me. Oh. And Mr. Stevens. Weird. Yeah, Mr. Stevens. Mr. Josh. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mr. No, Mr. Stevens sent it to my dad. My dad oh, okay. <laughs> I see. I see. That's no. wild. <laughs> and so then you just incorporated it in. Wow. Yeah. Good work. Just kind of rolled it in. <laughs> Guys. Yes. Yes, Gabriel. Let's move on to our musings. We're, we're on a tight schedule here, yeah. so let's keep going. Let's yeah, go. Unfortunately, let's do it. some of these are long. 
I'm speaking for myself. Come muse along with me. First is from Gabe. My friend was talking about his plan to buy a car off of Craigslist. He told me he decided to ask the seller to meet him at a mechanic so the mechanic could have a look at the car and give him an idea of the condition of the car. He said, this way, if the seller knows the car's a lemon, he probably won't even agree to meet me at a mechanic, right? It's a great tactic, I told my friend. In his wisdom, my friend replied, well, it's like I always say, if you know you're trying to sell me a lemon, watch me go ahead and squeeze. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Words to live by. That's a great, yeah. That's it a is. great, uh, where does lemon come from? Uh, tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lime come from tree, too. Okay, Let's good. <laughs> Let's move on. I've been thinking about hair recently. Different hair knows different things. Like eyebrow hair knows how long to be. It knows something different than skull hair, which just grows and grows. But hair can also learn. Hair is like the velociraptors in Jurassic Park. It's figuring new stuff out, unlocking doors. As I'm getting older, my hair is seeking greener pastures, and it's learning how to spread to my shoulders and to my back. Is that my hair's vision for my body? That's what my hair wants for me, to swarm over me, to swaddle me? That's the danger of gaining knowledge without also gaining wisdom. I want my hair to become wise, knowing good from evil. All right, this is not a problem you have. That's great, by the way. <laughs> well, it's a problem I'm developing. <laughs> well, this one. Oh, okay. Where your hair forgets. What? Because my hair is forgetting. Oh. In some spots. <laughs> I have forgetful hair. Yeah. For, it's yeah. just... It's like, I've, what do we do here? <laughs> I, think, I think we do nothing here. Oh, okay. Maybe we just do nothing yeah. here now? Yeah. 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 Just sad. And here's one <laughs> from Caleb. Is it so bad that boys want their dads to fight? <laughs> Why shouldn't a boy see his father fight another boy's father? A young boy should be able to see what his old man is made of. As long as it's two boys consenting to have their fathers beat the hell out of each other, <laughs> Who's to say that's wrong? Especially if the boys have got their pride on the line, not to mention cold hard cash. <laughs> What's so wrong with a couple of young men making money off their fathers pitched in single combat? <laughs> I thought this was the land of the free. Anyway, I was thinking about that. What's, what, what more to say? Yeah. yeah. That's really kind of the complete thought there. Yeah. <laughs> this one's from Gabe. At this point, going grocery shopping the day before the Super Bowl is a lot like going grocery shopping the day before Thanksgiving or another holiday like that. 
people rushing up and down the aisles, each of them looking for the same four or five items. I don't follow football, so I don't celebrate the Super Bowl. When I arrived at the grocery store, it took me a few minutes to discern the cause for the crowds. By the time I passed a fourth Doritos-laden shopping cart, I realized, oh, that's right, the Super Bowl is tomorrow. That was quickly followed by, I wonder if this is how Jews feel about Christmas. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no? Yeah. I think you they don't feel think more... They're, you don't think, like, do you make a, like, hey, we're also doing a big game, our, our own big game no. today. No, our big game was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Our big game was a little yeah. bit ago. My big we game's usually, this week. We usually go to a Chinese restaurant on our big yeah. game. <laughs> that sort of thing. I took my son in for oral surgery, and while he was having his wisdom teeth removed, I was in the waiting room. And they had a TV, and I tried to avoid the TV, but I'm only human and I looked at the TV and when I did look at the TV, I saw some kind of advertisement, a conversation between people and uh, the, the text came up, the little Chiron on the screen came up and said that this one woman was an underwear expert. <laughs> and with, you know, well over 30 years of solid underwear experience, <laughs> I kind of thought for a second maybe I'm an underwear expert. Maybe I have that kind of familiarity with underwear, that kind of knowledge. Then I thought about it, and there's so much about underwear that I just don't know. <laughs> I don't even know the basic taxonomy of underwear. I don't know the full extent of cuts, of fabrics, their pros and cons. At this point, I could study underwear for years and never gain anything like real expertise. Sobering thought. Yeah, that is a sobering thought. It's wild we can use it so much and not know that just, much. Right? Just not be an expert. Just know what you need. Mm -hmm. You yeah. just figure out what you, you, you do need. Learn, yeah, yeah. You learn something. Yeah. Sometimes. Right. I, but I feel like there's still ways that I... I, you know, I could make steps to improve this. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I know I tried some longer ones. Yeah. And it's like, for, sometimes I like when they come up in my underwear uh, cycle. Oh, know? okay. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. I like when they come I'm up. I like when they come up. I love that. <laughs> they're so long. They're so long. I like when they come up. I was going to say, yeah. I did I'm, I thought yeah. they would have gone down this way, but they're coming up. No, no. When they, when they, uh, when they're, when it's their day. Oh yeah. I, I've yeah. never been so glad to hear the term underwear cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I never got to go to Disneyland as a kid. I was thinking about that. Is that something I should be ashamed of? I did get to go to Hershey Park. Well. I didn't go into the park. I got to go on the tour to see how Hershey makes kisses and its awful brown wax bars that are only good for s'mores. Have you ever seen someone buy and eat a Hershey's bar? Who would do that? Does Disneyland make better chocolate than Hershey? It's a shame. 
I hate to admit it, but I wouldn't know. I've never been. <laughs> Anybody been to both? Hershey Park? Hershey Man, Park, Disney. baby. Man, oh, Disney. I didn't go to Hershey Park. All right. <laughs> Just on Hershey the Park. tour. Hershey wow. Park. It was Chocolate too expensive. Factory. I think I went with a family and we got there and they looked at the prices and said, eh, too expensive. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just uh, let's go on a tour. Nice. And I thought it was so cool because I was like, they give you chocolate for free on the tour. I no. thought that was amazing. It's amazing. You bought the chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just expensive, long wait for chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, lastly, we have a song here. Um, I am from uh, kind of the Philadelphia area. I actually grew up near where M. Night Shyamalan uh, grew up. And I know him. And back in the late 90s, we were, he was working on his you know, movie, The Sixth Sense. And uh, you know how at the end of some movies, you'll have a song that plays over the credits that sort of gives you maybe some, some little tidbits from, from the, the movie. It's been written for the movie. And so it kind of refers to some events in the movie. For instance, Rambo First Blood does this. There's like a, oh, cool. <laughs> there's like a song at the end that's like, people are trying to kill does you. Ghostbusters do, does Ghostbusters do something like that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, Ghostbusters Maybe, yeah. has a song at the end. Does. Just kind of talks about their exploits, yeah. post-ghostbusting, yep. mm-hmm. main ghostbusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so um, I had an opportunity to, to do this, and it didn't make it into the kind of finished feature film. But, um, uh, but I wanted to show it here tonight since we had this opportunity. So this is uh, the way that I think it should have gone at the end of the uh, Sixth Sense film. I got a Sixth Sense about you, baby. I got a Sixth Sense about you. You look haunted, but you look haunted. I've got a sense about you. Woo! What a crazy movie. It turns out Bruce Willis was dead. We watched the whole time. We didn't expect it a shred. It messed with my mind and it screwed up my head. Yikes! That was a crazy movie. It turns out that Bruce Willis was dead. What a crazy movie. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's our show tonight. Yeah. We made Thanks it. We made it to oh, the end. We made it to the end. Wow. Wow. Thank you. <laughs>